seated. All right, well, good morning. If I can make it through this herd of, of kiddos, I, I am just, I'm glad to be back. I was, honestly, I was, it was really nice to get away for a little bit. Not that I don't like you all, but let me tell you, last week was something that was really special. Uh, I got to go with the kids to Winterfest that made me feel young again because I was hanging out with the kids. And then, like, I'd go get in bed, and then I felt really old because I had been with the kids. But we got into this, this theater of, of almost 3,000 youth and adults. I mean, it was just packed, and people were singing, and, and there were some older songs and some newer songs, and we had lesson after lesson. I mean, let me tell you, you think my 25 minutes is long? You go in there, we had the kids, they would sit in there for three hours at a time. And just sit there and listen and worship. And it was just, it was fantastic. And so I loved it. But I don't know that you're going to like when I do this. Because I come back and I'm, I'm pretty fired up. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I, I, the whole time I'm sitting there, like, I'm like writing notes. Like, oh yeah, this is, I'm, and I start thinking about all these different things. And so I was like, I got it. Like, I know exactly what I want to talk about this morning. So, I hope you're ready for this. So, you probably need to be sitting down. Okay, good. So, y'all are great. Okay, so, Farron, I've, I kind of caught you beforehand. Will you come up and help me? All right, everybody welcome Farron to the front. This is awesome. Um, we have a lion back there. It's going to be awesome. There's a flaming hoop. So, what I want to do, Farron, for just a few minutes is I want to talk about the idea of, of trust. Okay, so I got to ask you a simple question. Do you trust me? Okay, see, there's kind of, do you see that there's kind of like, I don't know, I don't know, I probably should say yes. Okay, so I want to find out if you really do trust me. Okay, so I just want you to come stand right here. Okay, you ready? Just, I, no, I need to be right on this spot. Let me look up right where, okay, we're in good shape. Okay, okay, you ready? Here we go. Here we go, and, and go. Okay, good. Do you trust me? Okay, that was actually really good. Hey, let's good good job. That was that was really hard, wasn't it? Oh, come on. Was that really that hard? Okay, you know what? Uh, just take a half a step back if you don't mind, and we're just going to put the, I'm just going to drop it. There cuz that's so if anybody's sleeping, that will come up. Okay, I want you to stand on this board. Okay, you ready? Are you ready for this? Okay, you ready? Okay, here we go. And go. You're doing great. You're do don't stay in there. Okay, good, good. Okay, you can step off. Okay, that, okay, that was good. You did awesome. Okay, so now I have to ask you again. Do you trust me? Okay, good. That's great. That's, just stay right there. Okay, just hang on for just a second. Because we're going to, I'm going to put this right here. Forward. You're doing awesome, by the way. I love those boots. I would love to have some boots just like that, a little bit bigger, because I couldn't fit in those, but those would be awesome. Okay, so here we go. You ready? Okay. Okay. Okay, do you trust me? <laughs> Did you see that? Did you catch that? There was like, oh, no. Okay, so you want to you hold my hand? Okay. Can you step up on there? Okay. Okay. You do, ooh. This, okay. You trust me? Are you ready for this? I'm going to let go. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. I'm right here, though. Like, if you have trouble, 
you just holler my name. Okay, you say, Doug, you call me anything, I'll come here. You trust me, right? Okay, good job. That was awesome. Okay, that was great. Okay, so you stand here. Okay, so we're talking, are we done yet? Are you ready to go sit down? Good, because I'm not ready for you to sit down. Because uh, I got something I want to show you. I think you're really going to like it. It is so, look at this. This is so awesome. Okay, so I'm going to put this on you. Okay, now here we go. We're just going to go up. Okay, feet. Okay, okay, do you trust me? Okay, you trust me? I'm going to let go, but I'm right here. You trust me? Okay, here we go. Okay, you're doing awesome. You're doing great. Okay, you're good. You're good. Oh, that was really great. Hey, I need some help. I had some, uh, Conlin and Canyon, will you guys give me a hand? There's a couple of ladders. Oh, here, let's, I don't want you to have to stay in that the whole time. Uh, you know, if y'all will stand up those ladders, you're doing great, Farron. You can just kind of hang out there. Uh, we're going to put the ladder, yeah, one here. And then that one, Canyon, if you'll put over there and uh, spread that out. They probably need to be about, yeah, that's about right. Okay, let's see if we can do this. Okay, there we go. There we go. Oh, that's too close together. I gotta scoot it out a little bit. Okay, here, let me just check this. Let's see. Don't, okay, that'll, that, that, okay, that'll hold me barely. Okay, hi, Farron. How are you doing? <laughs> so, do you trust me? Okay, okay, let's go ahead and put this on, and Conlon, if you'll come over here, I need you to do me a favor, and I just need you to slowly walk her over to here, to this, and we're just gonna try to see what we can do. Make sure these are good and sturdy. Okay, okay, so it's gonna take all three of us, okay. How tall are you tall enough? Okay, so we're gonna just sit her on this. You're great, we're gonna go up. Oh, okay, oh, okay, 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 here we go. Here we go, okay, that's, oh, okay, okay, okay. Are you good? Do you, do you trust me? Are you sure about that? Okay, you wanna bounce a little bit? Just make sure that's starting you feel good? Okay, so the next thing that I wanna do is, Trust me. Are you sure? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Just be careful. I do not want you falling off this like this. Okay, you ready? We're going to take off your mask. Okay, you ready? You are the best ever. I can't believe you trusted me. Like anybody else who knew me, they would have been like, there is no way. And you're just like bouncing like, oh, this is so great. Okay, I want you to say, you guys can have a seat. Farron, you have stay up here for just a second because I want to talk for just a couple more minutes so can we will you come back over with me here so when we started this off remember the very first thing that we did is I had you like stand right here and I'm like do you trust me and like even if you didn't like was it really that dangerous 
Was it scary? Was it hard? And then, and then we added the board. And I said, do you trust me? I mean, the board is like, that's three quarters of an inch. If you fall, like, you know, nothing would have happened. But then we put the board on the chairs and I asked you, do you trust me? Was that a little bit harder? It was harder than just standing there, right? Because you could kind of feel the board bounce and move just a little bit. What about when you couldn't see me? And make it a little bit harder what, when I, I pulled that over your eyes and you couldn't see anymore? Then all of a sudden, you had to trust me a little bit more. Now, I don't know what possessed you to do this. Because when I put that board up there on that top, and you looked back at you saw that board. And I said, do you trust me? You said, yes. I put that on. You couldn't see a thing. I said, do you trust me? You said, yes. Okay. Did you trust me very much when you were standing there? Maybe a little. But what happens when you get on top of that? And I want to ask the rest of the people out here, what happens when you can't see anymore? You're blind. And what happens when you can't hear anymore? And so this morning, what I want to talk about, and Farron, you did an awesome job. Everybody give Farron a hand. I'll take this. You don't want to wear this and fall asleep. So you can go have a seat. You did awesome. I so appreciate it. What I want to talk about for a few minutes is this call to trust, right? And you know me. You know what I love to do when it comes to the Bible. I love to find one passage and just kind of bore down deep into that and just look over and over again. Uh-oh, did we? Oh, thank you. Uh, but this morning, we're going to jump around just a little bit because I want us to get a reminder of what it means when God says, I want you to trust me. And see, we live in a world that says God wants you to be happy and He wants you to be comfortable and He wants everything to be just right. But that's not the God of the Bible. That is not the God of the Bible. Okay, so you're going to help me out here in case I've forgotten these. Can anybody tell me what God basically summarized? What did God say to Abraham? He said, trust me. He said, go. And, and, Mo, and Abraham said, what? Like, where? And what did God say? Oh, just, just follow me. Just, just leave your family. And just, just follow me. I, I don't have a road map. I don't have a GPS. I just, I want you to know, I'm going to send you, I've got this great promise for you and all of your children and their children's children to come forever and ever. But you just, just go. God called Abram out of home and family, out of comfort and trust. And he says, I want you to go where it's not comfortable. I want you to go where it's not secure. I want you to go where sometimes you can't hear me and sometimes you can't see me. We lose sight of this. Because we read through Genesis of Abraham and we hear these stories and over and over it's like, oh, well, God comes to him, God comes to him. Well, the next chapter, God comes to him. But we have years and years of silence. What happens when God is not there whispering in your ear? Okay, Doug, I want you to wake up this morning because at 6.15, 
I want you to get up and I want you to start reading your Bible. And at 7.15, I want you to do this. And, then, and at 8.45, somebody's going to walk into your office and they're really going to need you. And I need you to, he's, I'll send you a manuscript. Here's what you're, has anybody gotten a manuscript from God? An email? A text message? You know, we just, just this, these periods of silence. Hey, anybody remember the story of Naaman? Do you remember what happened there? He's suffering. He goes to a prophet, Elisha. And do you remember what Elisha says to him? He says, go. I want you to dip yourself in the Jordan River seven times. Okay. Not, let's forget like whether it's comfortable or not. Let's just talk about is that logical and rational when God says, I want you to go do this. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense, God. Or that really doesn't follow along with my retirement plan. I don't know if my 401k can support that. I, I really don't know if, if moving or leaving, I don't know that it would be healthy for me if, if if I'm going to start talking to my coworkers about Jesus, I think that would be a little weird. It might get me in a little bit of trouble, and people may not want to hang out with me at lunch. I could lose some sales that way. What about Esther? When God says, basically, I'll go to the king. Now, no, I love Esther because nowhere in the book of Esther is the word of God mentioned. But God, you know, he's all around. And God is calling Esther to say, I want you to do something that's wild and crazy and dangerous. And you're risking your life. God says, I'm not calling you to comfort. I'm calling you to discomfort. I'm calling you to trust me. And a lot of us are like standing right here on the ground. And we're like, I trust you, God. This is great. And God says, well, what about stepping out a little? Like, like the story of Peter. I love this story. I love how it's all built up around the fact that, you know, Jesus walks on water and it almost seems like it's accidental that he happens to cross by. He sent his apostles out on the boat. He stays up on the mountain and he's, he's praying. Finally, he goes walking across and you almost get the sense as you read through the Gospels that he has no intention of stopping. Like he's just going to keep on going, but they see him. And they cry out, they think it's a ghost. And Peter says, hey, I think that's you, Lord. If that really is you, let me come out there. Which I think is really terrible logic. Because if it's not Jesus, he would be like, yep, come out here. Bloop, oh, there he went. And do you remember the one word that Jesus says? Come. Yeah. I Come. Leave the safety and security of what you know, right? Remember what Peter did before he started following this crazy rabbi around? He lived his life in a boat. That's what he knew. That's what was comfortable. And Jesus says, I want you to come out because I want you to experience what it's like to walk on the water. And I also want you to know what it's like. When you start to sink. And I want you to know that whether you're on top of the water or you're falling into it, I am right here. But then there's the story of Paul 
I'm sorry I messed that up. It's Saul. The, the one that we know so well, right? We've heard that story. It's been played out in every VBS, in every church building since the beginning of our country. That's like, that. let's get together. We're going to do this. What, you know what Saul means? Saul is like mighty. It's strong. And all of a sudden, guess what? He's going to get a name change. You know what Paul means? Itty bitty. Paul means little. But I love this because you have everybody's. Paul, Saul is going through. He's breathing out Acts 9. He's breathing out murderous threats to this, this new Christian sect, this, this group of people. They, they are just messing everything up. And mighty Saul, the mighty man of God, says, God, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to eradicate these crazy people who talk about this Jewish guy that was no good, and he ended up taking people away from the faith. They're leaving the temple, they're worshiping you, and they're doing things on the Sabbath. And that can't happen. And he says, God, I'm going to fix this. And he starts heading out, and he's going to go down the road to Damascus. And along the way, there's this really bright light. And a voice from heaven says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then he uses this word that we hear over and over again. God loves this word. The word is go. Go. It's the word he used for Abraham, go. It's the word he used for Abraham later on. Not only when he says, go, I want you to leave your family. But he says, go up on the mountain. I love mountains. Oh, by the way, take your son because you're going to kill him up there and you're going to burn him and that's going to be a sacrifice to me. Go up on that mountain. Oh, and it's the word that he said to David when he said, David, go down in the valley. Oh, I love valleys. Valleys are great and they're beautiful and they have flowers and you can frolic and run around. He says, oh yeah, by the way, down in that valley, there's this really big guy from Gath. His name is Goliath. He's about nine feet tall and he wants to kill you and laugh at you. He's been making fun of you guys for the last 40 days. Everybody's afraid. Go down in there. Or maybe the story of Ruth and Naomi. This is a hard one. Go with your mother-in-law. <laughs> go with your mother-in-law. Like you have nothing. Go, go back to a land that you don't even know of people and claim me as your God. And again, we hear this word, go. Go to Ananias. Go to the people that you hate, that you persecute, the people that fear you, that people that don't respect you. I want you to leave the cushy place that you're in because you have this trajectory, Saul, that's going to be awesome and I want you to leave it. And instead of going up, you're going to go down. Instead of going to kill those people, you're going to go to love them and save them. And that's what he calls them to. And then he knocks on Ananias' door and God says, I want you to what? What's the big word? Go. And Ananias is like, uh uh. No, that's a, like, God, like, I, yeah. Have you read the newspaper lately? Like, have you, have you heard? Do you know who this guy is? Like, he's killing people. It's a trap. It's a trick. I'm going to show up there and he's going to kill me. Yeah, I said, ah, oh, you know, go over to Straight Street. You're going to 
you're going to meet this guy. And then this just gets me. I just, I, I love this verse. It, it, it doesn't seem to mesh with the rest of our gospel. It's certainly not anything that we would talk about when we talk about prosperity. But listen to this. The Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how awesome and great life is going to be. Oh, wait. Maybe I misread that. Let me go, and I'm going to make his life as awesome and comfortable as possible. It's going to be Paul, the rock star millionaire. Is that, listen to the, Hey, just by the way, don't trust me. Go look. Acts chapter 9. These are red letter words. I will show him how much he must what? Suffer for my name. That's not a nice God. That's not a kind God. That's not a benevolent God. That's not a loving God. Oh, you're a good, good father. What This is not fit in with what we think God is. We think God should be putting us up in a really nice place. God, give me a good retirement. God, make me comfortable. God, let Doug only speak for 20 minutes. That's never going to happen. But we think we want God to call us to comfort and ease. And God says, here's what I really want. I want you to trust me. That's what I really, really want. And if your goal in life is to be comfortable, if your goal in life is to stand right here and say, oh, this is awesome, do you really, really trust God? Do you have to trust God? Do you have to trust God when things are really comfortable? But what happens when all of a sudden you have to stand on something like, okay, I don't know about this. This is a little bit harder. I don't know that I... now. I just want you to know... Like, I can stand on the ground and the word trust never comes into my mind. I don't think about that. And now I'm standing on here and I'm really thinking about, okay, is this chair really, is this strong enough to hold me up? Right? My legs, like, you can't tell what my legs, I mean, because it's not really, I'm kind of shaking just a little bit like, ooh. I kinda, and then we talk about this. We go over here. I, I need a little more trust. What about right here? Do I need trust to get on this? Yeah, it takes a little bit. I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell you how much I weigh, but it's more than I should. New Year's resolution is coming through later. But look at, ooh. Okay, now we're talking about trust. But what happens when all of a sudden this gets up higher and higher? And what happens when you can't see anymore? Fair, and I didn't, I didn't get to ask you, but how about how long do you think you were sitting up there and I wasn't talking? Probably seemed like a long time, didn't it? Anybody know how long it was? 30 seconds. At least in my head, I counted to 30 seconds. What if it had been a couple minutes? What if it had been 10? What happens? And I don't say this lightly. But what happens when you don't hear God for years? 
What happens when He doesn't answer the way you need Him to? The way that you want Him to? And God continually says, just trust me. And I want you to know, I just don't think we can build up trust if we're always here saying, God, just make things easy and comfortable and good and right and just, and just set me up. I think we have a call to trust God and go places and do things that are crazy and illogical and we can't see ahead of us and we can't hear His voice, but, it, but He wants us to trust Him. Listen to this. Love this song. It's by Hillsong. It's called Oceans. Uh, uh, several months ago in one of my classes, I shared this song with you. It says, you call me out upon the waters. The great unknown where feet may fail. Did you hear that? God calls you out in a place where it is difficult and scary and you may just fall. And listen to this, it says, And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. You don't need faith when you're standing on the beach and looking out on the water. That doesn't require faith. And God says, in order for you to trust me, in order for you to have faith, remember, how do you please God? You have to have faith. Hebrews talks about that. That we're to have faith and to trust in Him. Listen to this. And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours and you are mine. Your grace abounds in the deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide where feet may fail and fear surrounds me. You've never failed me and you won't start now. So I will call upon your name and I will keep my eyes above the waves where oceans rise. My soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours and you are mine. Now the song's going to close out and it's going to have this same verse that is sung like over and over and over and over again. Listen to this. It says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. It is this call to go deeper and deeper. God does not call you to security. He doesn't call you to assurance or insurance or reassurance. He calls you to go out and say, I don't know what this is going to look like. And you say, well, I don't... Well, I, I don't, it's not like I'm in a boat and I have to step out anywhere. Maybe what is that one tiny step that God is calling you to? It's just something simple. Share Jesus this week. Make that phone call to that member in your family that you hadn't talked to in months and you're still mad about what they said and show forgiveness. Be kind to the people out on the road. 
Show mercy and love to the people inside of your house. God is not calling you to change the world, but He is calling you to change your world. But folks, it's going to take faith. And you're going to have to trust as you walk out in those waters. The last thing I want to share, and then I'll be done. That we moved around all over the place, but but one of those sessions, we were actually up in the balcony. That's how big this place was. There's thousands of kids. And a guy got up there and did something that just, just made me sick. He, he looks out, he kind of points out, and he goes, hey, look over here. We all these people over here. I want y'all to stand up. And they all stand up. And he goes, see, over there, y'all are sitting down. Y'all are standing up. He says, you people sit, sitting down, look over there. See those people standing up. Full of room of kids. And he says, by the way, look at those kids. They're standing up now. I want you to know that they're going to start walking out. And by the time they're adults, that half, those people standing are gone. They're out of the church. They're away from Jesus. They don't have anything to do with it anymore. Half! Not half of the fringe people, half of the people who load up in a van and drive six hours across to go sit there and worship. They're gone, they're out, they're not there anymore. And outside of these walls and inside right now, there are people right here who are struggling and they're thinking, I don't know. I don't know about this trust thing. I don't know about this faith thing. I just know I can't hear God. I can't see God. And everything I thought was going to go my way hasn't gone my way. And all I can do is blame God for that. And what do we have left? And God says, I didn't say it's going to be easy. I didn't say it's going to be fun. I didn't say that you're always going to feel all warm and fuzzy. I just want you to know that I'm going to call you out of that boat on those waters. And there are waves. And I just want you to keep focused on me. And I want you to just trust in me every step. You want to see change in our country? You want to live in a place where we don't throw babies in a dumpster? Then we have to start doing some crazy things. And maybe the silliest thing of all is that little thing that's sitting in your pocket that you're just, you can't wait to get your hands on and look at and stare at for the next seven hours because that's average seven hours. Maybe it just means, you know what, I'm, I'm just not going to look at my phone today. I'm going to walk across the street, talk to my neighbor. I'm going to open up the Bible and spend time in the Word and let it transform my life. I don't know what that means for you, but I just want you to know God's, God doesn't want us in the boat anymore. And those people out there, they don't need us sitting in the boat, staring at them across the waves and saying, look, you're sinking. He has called us to go walk out to those people who so desperately need Jesus. And this week you can show your faith. And so we're going to offer an invitation this morning, and it's not unlike the ones we typically offer. So um, I'm going to have our young kids, our our group, if y'all want to come up and start getting ready, we're about to sing a song of invitation. We're going to stand like we always do. And I just want you to, you may not have to, to, to physically do that. Maybe you're called to walk forward. Maybe you want to come forward and say, I want to start trusting in God starting right now. Maybe it's a decision that you make in your mind, but I want you to imagine yourself walking forward onto that water and say, I trust you, God, today. Take me where I never could go without you. And I want to invite you to do that this morning as we stand and sing.